Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we learn from and bask in the details of sensual delights enjoyed by our guests, because most of us got pretty crappy sex ed, and we still want to get laid more or differently or curiously or whatever we want, so we get to know our very sexy selves and each other better so that we can spend our time on this planet enjoying love. Our guest today is a 21-year-old bisexual polycurious woman in a currently monogamous partnership of almost three years. She's into spanking, sensory deprivation play, praise and degradation, a bratty sub from California who works as an instructional aide. Welcome, Raina. Hello, it's so lovely to be here. I'm so excited to have you here and can't wait to hear if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shame meter with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey at all. Where do you fall right now today? Right now, being here with you, I'm at probably a, a two because I'm fairly shameless as it is when it comes to most people. But with you, I would say a two. Okay. Wait, am I more or less than most people? I feel pretty shameless with most people. So you're about the same with everybody. It gets a little higher when it comes to family, I would say God. like with my friends and most people I'm, I would say a two or a three family members, it tends to climb to like a seven or an eight. But with most people, I sit pretty comfortably at a two or three. Okay. Has it historically been like this? Or have you noticed a change over the years? Actually, over the years, I've noticed a change because at first I was very self-conscious about it because I didn't want to be too much, I guess. Like I didn't know like what was too much and what wasn't. Totally. And so I used to be a lot more like, oh, I can't say that or I can't feel this way. But now I'm like, fuck it. I'm an adult woman who likes sex. It's okay. Dude, <laughs> I love hearing you say that because I'm like, 
I often still have this feeling of like, oh, I couldn't, I can't possibly, I shouldn't, I don't want to. And then I'm like, who, who, why do I think that? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like afraid to shock people. Sometimes people do get shocked. And so getting okay with that is my journey. Would you tell us what is your sex life like right now? Good. It's pretty active. Me and my partner just started living together, which is exciting. So we're getting to have sex more often, which is great because before it was once a week when we saw each other. So more frequent sex has been really nice. It's active and really good right now. Congratulations. Okay, well, then what would you say are your favorite parts? Just getting to be intimate with them and just like feeling them touching me, feeling me touching them. Like I really love like that moment together because to me, sex feels like this huge moment of just like being like together, together, like as close as you can get. Love that. Also, when you say active, how active is active? Like, can is it possible to answer this question? Do you have a regular? Yeah, I feel like active is different for different people. For me, I would say we're very newly living together. Like it's been less than a week. Like it's very, very fresh, but it's probably happened. I would say four times, four or five times in the like short span of time, which to somebody could be not a lot to me. That's a lot. I think it's because I'm used to only being able to be intimate with him once a week. Okay, cool. So tell us now. What makes you an excellent lover? When I find something you like, I really get into it. I like to tease. Well, I like to be teased and I do like to tease. So like when I find something that I know they like, I will kind of like use that to work them up and to really kind of like hold out until it's like they can't take it anymore as we just have to get into it. If that makes sense. Like I love doing that, just kind of like watching them just get increasingly more turned on and it's a lot of fun because then when you finally kind of break the threshold of like just the foreplay and you get into it it's really hot amazing how do you invite a partner to have sex with you what are your initiation signals usually i will start like touching them not necessarily in like a sexual like hands down their pants way but like my partner has like this adorable little tuft of chest hair and I love it and I'll just kind of like run my hands on it and then I'll kiss his cheeks or I'll like you know kind of like nuzzle his neck with my nose and I'll start just kind of like gently running my hands over him and that's usually his cue he's like oh she wants to have sex that's usually how he knows that's what I'm trying to do That's great. I love that you have a method. Okay, so could you tell us now what is sexy to you, Raina? I really love confidence. Confidence is very sexy to me. And also somebody who's like thoughtful. Like I think thoughtfulness is really sexy. For me, sexy isn't so much like, yeah. yeah, it's not so much, it's visual sometimes, but it's also for me very emotional. Like, if you think to do something for me and you thought of me, I'm like, that's so sexy. Or if you're, like, confident in something you're doing, that's really sexy to me, too. Totally feel that. I went on a first date yesterday, and when I was checking into Meetup, he was like, oh, I got a reservation here. And my last name is this, just in case you beat me there. 
And I was like, oh, you know, because I've definitely gone to, I was like, that's Ooh. so thoughtful. I'm turned on by this thoughtfulness. I was oh, like, yeah. That's, that's good. Uh, so I, I really feel you. What are some examples of like concrete thoughtfulness that will like turn you on? Like if I'm coming home from work and my partner has dinner ready, I'm mm. like, oh, I'm like, you love me. I'm like, yes. Oh, yeah. Especially when it's nurturing. Yes. Damn. It's just so nice just like to walk through the door and you're like, oh. You have my food ready <laughs> Love or my pajamas laid out or something. Like if I walked up to the bedroom and my pajamas were laid out, I'd be like, oh, thank you. Like, you know that I'm ready to unwind and relax. So just cute. things like that. I just, oh, I love it. It's so great every time. It's like feed me, fuck me and tuck me in. Okay. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us now, when do you feel sexiest? When I like get out of the shower. Mm. There's just something about it, especially if I've shaved and everything. Yeah. To me, I don't care about body hair. I prefer to shave just because after a while I just get uncomfortable. It's like it's sensory. It just feels icky to me after so long. So it's not because I'm ashamed of my body hair. It's just because I just feel the need to every once in a while. But when I'm like getting out of the shower, I just feel so good for some reason. I think it's just like washing off all that like stress from the day and everything. It just feels so nice. Totally. Totally relate. Tell us now how sex helps you connect to a partner and or like how does it meet your social intimacy or connection needs? This is a new question I'm noodling with, so also feel free to give feedback. So for me, I think it's something that I know helps, at least in my relationship and my experience, it helps us both relax. So I think to me, I'm connecting with them and it's almost like because we know that like after this we're gonna relax because that's typically how it goes so we're connecting and kind of just like getting to be together without talking most I mean sometimes there's like a little bit of talking but we just get to be together and like enjoy each other's presence and then we get to relax and just kind of be and most of the time I would say it's like after we're like from work or whatever we've been doing so it's just like a very nice kind of like release for both of us amazing and it helps me just kind of like chill out after like a long day fuck yeah okay can you give us an example now of a sexy explicitly clear yes that you have either given or received that led to something super duper hot oh yes this was actually fairly recently, probably a couple of months ago. My partner was previously living with his parents. And when parents are around, it's hard to do things sometimes. And we were upstairs and they were not around. And he was playing with me a little bit. And I was getting really turned on. And so we had something to go get out of this trailer that's in their backyard that they don't use anymore. And so I looked at him and I just said, do you want to go get that thing out of the trailer? And he said, what? Right now? And I said, yeah. I was like, let's go to the trailer and get that thing out. And he said, okay. And we went down to the trailer and shut the door and just like immediately started making out like hands all over each other. Because I was like, this is where we can get away yeah. <laughs> for a couple minutes. And we knew we wouldn't have a lot of time. So I was like, unbuckled his pants and I got on my knees and I just like started sucking stick because I was just so burning. I was like this is all we have time for and this is what I'll do 
And so I did that for a little bit. And this was in the span of maybe like 10 minutes. It was a very short period of time. Like I was sucking his dick for a little bit. And then there was like a bed in the back and he put me on the bed and he just kind of like fingered me for a little bit. And then we were like, oh, we can't keep doing this. Like we're going to get caught eventually. So we both yeah. just kind of stood up, put our clothes back on, got the thing we needed to get, <laughs> walked out. And I remember because like his dad had just walked outside the back door and we were both like, whew, like if he would have been a couple minutes earlier, <laughs> that would have been an interesting conversation. Wow. But it was just like, I think he knew after a second of me asking him to go, what was going to happen. And so we just kind of like, it wasn't like a verbal yes, but it was kind of like, he was like, oh, I know what we're going down there for, really. It's not because we need something. I love that. We talked about that a lot for like a couple weeks. It seems like a small experience, but it was so, so fun. Yeah. I mean, it's layers of hot with all of that buildup and then the like almost getting caught or like the like, will we, won't we? Like, Yeah. Well, and then later that night he took me home. And we were still going from earlier and I was like, we need to go upstairs right now. <laughs> Amazing. And we went upstairs and then we got to have sex later and it was so good because we were both just like waiting. We were <sighs> waiting because we knew that we would get a chance later. I love that. So tell us now, when you tell a friend that you got laid last night, what do you usually mean? What counts as sex for you? To me, my brain automatically jumps to penetration because I think that's what most people think of. Usually if I'm telling somebody like I had sex, I think like for me and my particular partner, like penis, vagina, sex. If it's anything other than that, I would say that we like messed around is like the term that I would use, I guess. So that for me can include like making out, giving or receiving head or fingering any hand jobs, things like that. So, but actually, like, if I was like, oh, yeah, I got laid last night, to me, it would be, like, typical sex. Fuck yeah. And now tell us if you ever got a helpful health and safety or sex ed conversation from an adult that you trusted growing up. So, I did and didn't. I got one a little bit, but it didn't quite cover everything. I actually was shown a video I'm quite a bit older than my younger sibling, and when my mom was pregnant with said younger sibling, she showed me a video, and it was, like, this funny little cartoon that pointed out, like, body parts and then was like, oh, this is how babies are made, but instead of, like, it showing the cartoon characters having sex, it zoomed in on this, like, cat blanket that had two cats on it and the cats were like rubbing up against each other. And I guess that was supposed to simulate that the adults under the sheets were like having sex. It was so weird. But anyway, and then it showed like, you know, that from that you get a baby and things like that. And then my mom did always tell me that nobody should touch me unless it's a doctor or her she said she said nobody should be touching you in like an inappropriate way or at all unless it's me or a doctor and I was like okay because she didn't elaborate so I was like yeah that I think makes sense and then from school it was boy girl separation you're gonna have your period 
don't get pregnant kind of say the word vagina like we got little pads and deodorants it was (laughs) not very good okay so all those basics all right oh yeah what about consent did anyone ever kind of explain the idea of consent beyond that sort of like don't touch you here talk you got from your mom not really i mean my mom I think she tried, but she didn't quite give the context that my brain needs to understand. Like, I knew that I was not supposed to touch people if they didn't want me to touch them. I knew that for myself, but it wasn't super clearly taught to me the other way around. Yeah. So I knew that because she was like, you don't touch people. You know, if somebody says stop, you stop. No means no. Things like that, which is great. But I didn't really get taught that the other way around very well. I was like, you didn't teach me in the way that's like important to myself. Yeah, yeah, important and helpful. So tell us now then, what are your health and safety conversations with partners like and or what are your current practices? Currently, I mean, it's hard to say much because I have been in a pretty much monogamous relationship for the past few years. So... If I were going to have a conversation with somebody, I would definitely bring up testing just because I think it's important. You never know. I just want to make sure that everybody is being safe. And to me, if they're not willing to have that conversation or go get tested with me, then that's a red flag because that's a very intimate thing that we're going to do together. And we want everybody to have a good time and to be safe. So ideally, they would be forthcoming and okay with it. And if not, then I probably wouldn't pursue anything with that person. That makes sense. What are the agreements between you and your partner when it comes to health and safety? Like, are you fluid bonded? Do you use protection? What's your, what's your vibe there? Yeah, we currently do not use protection. I have an IUD. That's the closest thing that we have to protection. When we occasionally play with other people, We do use protection, but together we do not. Okay, so let's now go back in time. You have been with this partner your three adult years. But first, before we get to those details, take us to your younger years. When do you first remember hearing about sex? What do you remember thinking and feeling and knowing and learning about it? When I was a kid, probably around five six like which is very young but I remember hearing about it and then it's something that like adults do which makes sense but that's most of what I remember is just like hearing that it's something that adults do and that babies come from it and things like that I wasn't like super curious about it when I was younger I think I kind of just lived in my own little world so I wasn't like inherently curious about it I was curious about myself and my body But I wasn't curious about like other people's bodies and sex and whatever. I just know when I said it, adults laughed and then didn't really give me any further explanation. Interesting. What do you remember being curious about your own body wise? I remember like I would always like touch myself like in the bathtub as a kid and my mom would come in and she'd be like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm just like, you know, I don't know. And she wouldn't tell me what I was doing. She would just be like, oh, like, you know, maybe you don't do that. Like, not in a shamey way, but just in a, like, I don't think she knew how to handle it. So she was like, don't do that. I was like, okay. And then I really liked my butt. Like, when I was a kid, I would look at my butt in the mirror all the time. Oh, my God. That's so cute. I was obsessed with my own butt. (laughs) 
So I remember that and I was like, I really wanted boobs when I was a kid also. Like I was fascinated with boobs. <laughs> And I really, really wanted to have boobs. And I would put like the squishy light up balls in my shirt and I would like run around the house. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted boobs so bad. (laughs) Do you remember like where that came from or why or what sparked it? I don't know. I mean, I guess like a lot of the women in my family are like large chested women. So maybe that was it. Just like seeing the women around me had boobs. And I was like, oh, I want boobs. I was like, why don't I have boobs? I was like so excited to get boobs as an adult. I remember I was just like, I can't wait till I have boobs. How do you feel about your boobs now? A little better. I mean, I'm like the women in my family, a person with huge boobs and they're a pain, but I also like them at the same time. Nice. Okay. What about your butt? You still, you still approve? I still like my butt. Yeah. Still look at it. Still check it out. I'm like, yes, still looks good. (laughs) That's amazing. It sounds like you got... An interesting mixture of messages growing up. Like, what do you remember? What about in your, like, social landscape? Like, it sounds like school in terms of grown-ups was meh, but, like, yeah. How did you kind of, like, learn and grow? And what do you remember exploring? I remember exploring with, like, my friends a little bit. Like, I remember, like, at sleepovers or even just, like, like, if there were no parents around, we would, like, practice kissing each other like we're like oh well one day we're gonna kiss boys because I didn't know what gay people were it just was it's not like it was kept from me it just wasn't like brought up so I was like well we're gonna kiss boys one day so we should practice so we know what to do when we kiss boys (laughs) and so I remember that and then like crushes for me were interesting because for a long time I like didn't understand them because people would be like oh I like this boy and I like this boy and I was like, why? I was like, why do you like them? Like, they don't even, you guys don't talk, you don't know. And I like didn't get it for a long time for some reason. And then in, I think in middle school is kind of when I like, it started clicking for me a little bit more. In elementary school, for whatever reason, I just, I didn't like anybody. I had no crushes on anybody. I was like, I don't care. I don't get why people have crushes. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. But then you felt like, do you remember the moment you felt a shift or was it just sort of gradual? I think it's because maybe the people who are popular to like, I never liked. But I remember in in eighth grade, we had, she was there for only like two years, but I had like a beautiful younger English teacher. And I was like, oh, I like her. I was like, she's my favorite teacher. And I didn't know at the time that's because I had a crush on her. I just thought I was suddenly really interested in English and getting my homework done (laughs) to impress her. (laughs) So So cute. She was really cute. She had like short, curly, dark hair. She was like, you know, fair skin. She had like these very big, beautiful blue eyes. She was very sweet too. Mm -hmm. But I remember like, thinking about that and I was like oh I was like hmm (laughs) (laughs) and then at that point I I knew what gay people were and I was like oh I was like I just like this class I was like she's just a good teacher (laughs) yeah 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 when did you start exploring with other people and like when did you start consciously exploring your own body about the same time actually I started exploring really exploring with other people when I was 14. I had a boyfriend who was older than me. It was the old, like, you know, freshman dating a senior kind of situation, which is gross, but a lot of people have been there. 
I loved it. I will just say I always loved it. I know people were judgmental, but I was like, oh, I don't know. I felt so grown up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you did. You're like, my yeah, boyfriend's going to be in college next year. And it, it just feels so grown up. Because when you're a kid, all you want to do is feel grown up until you're a grown up. And then you're like, fuck, I had it so easy. <laughs> you're like, damn it. I wish I could be a kid again. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, with that person, I started exploring more with. And then myself actually it was after we broke up because we hadn't had sex yet it was very on and off and he would finger me and I liked how that felt and then I didn't realize honestly that masturbating was something girls did I thought that it was a boy thing and it's funny because I was masturbating but I didn't know I was because it it wasn't (laughs) with my fingers I would like do the pillow thing I would like wrap my legs around a pillow and I would just kind of move until the thing happened that I liked. Yeah. And I had no idea that was masturbating. No clue. And so then after that boyfriend, I was like, well, if he can do that, I should be able to do that. So then I started doing it and I was like, oh, this is great. I was like, I'm going to move on from the pillow. Amazing. Okay. What was your kind of like go-to method or style? Honestly, for a while, it was literally just like my fingers were inside me and then I would get my palm like on the rest of it pretty basically. And then I would just like move it around. I didn't have a method for a while. I just knew that if I did that for long enough that something would happen and it would feel nice. And I remember it was actually like a guy that I was talking to. He asked me if I had ever masturbated and I was like, I don't know. I was like, how do I do that? And then I realized I was like, oh, well, what he did to me, I must be able to do to myself. And then I just kind of eventually put two and two together. And then that was my method for a while. When did you realize you were bi? Oh, not till I was in high school because I didn't real. I mean, I think I have felt things for people other than men my whole life. And I just didn't connect it I thought everybody felt that way and I was like me do what do you mean everybody doesn't think like that so I was probably like 16 or 17 I would say I was like a junior senior in high school when it clicked and I realized and I was like oh I was like I like people other than men and then I remember it's funny because I told my friend who was the only bi person that I knew at the time And she told me, she was like, there's no way, not you. I was like, wait, I was like, you're bi too. Aren't you supposed to be supportive? I was like, wait a minute. I was like, what do you mean? That's so interesting. I mean, now we're still friends. Now she's fine. I mean, it's not like she was against it. I think she was just kind of shocked. Shocked. And then she was like, oh. Okay, so is that something you've gotten to explore? Or kind of like, what happened next in your unfolding? Like, take us, steer us in the direction we need to go. A little bit. So I've gotten to explore it a little bit. I want to explore it more. So in high school, I was in two like serious relationships. So towards the end of high school, right before I graduated, I broke up with my partner who I was fairly serious with, who I think was like a little bit because I actually came out when I was with him. And I think that that confused him because he was a jealous person. And I think that he thought like the competition's wider now. And I think, I don't know, he didn't seem to like be mad about it, but I don't think that he was like super happy about it either. It was kind of hard to tell. But anyways, after that ended, 
I took a while to myself because I was very hurt after that relationship ended because it was like a year and a half, I think. And so I took some time to myself and then I downloaded dating apps and I thought I was like, well, I was like, I'm bi, but I've never really done anything with a girl except for like when I was a kid. And I'm not sure if you're supposed to count that or not. (laughs) I was like, who knows? So I downloaded a dating app and I talked to a lot of girls, but it never got past the like chat. And it was also during COVID, unfortunately. So that was also difficult because I didn't want to get sick. I didn't want to get anybody else sick. I wanted everybody to be safe. And it was super tough to meet with people. It was kind of difficult. So I got to explore it a little bit in my current relationship, but I didn't get to explore it when I was single very much. Okay. I did a little bit, actually. Now that I think about it, I did. I met up with one girl. But that was it. It was just like a one-time experience. I saw her one time. I have not seen her since. <laughs> okay. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So what happened next for you sexually? Was it the relationship that you're in now, like kind of, or are there any other formative pieces that feel like important to mention? So in between my senior high school boyfriend and my current partner, I had some other partners. I think all of them, I only slept with once. They were like a few kind of like just Tinder hookup one night stands or not Tinder, Bumble. Sorry. I won't Mm. give Tinder credit. Or no, one of them was Tinder. One of them was Tinder. Okay. So like one Tinder and like a few Bumble hookups in between, but none of them were very like, I don't know how to say it. Just, they were just fine. They were just what they were. They were people I didn't want to see again for a reason. (laughs) I'll just put it that way. So a lot of my experiences came from freshman year boyfriend, senior year boyfriend, and then a lot more with my current partner. Okay. Is there anything that you want to say specifically about like your virginity loss or sexual debut? Like it sounds like it's just a lot of like, you seem very practical and straightforward, but is there any, are there any details that you want to share? Yeah. So I lost my virginity when I was 16. It was weird. 
it was a little <laughs> it was a little bit funny it was when freshman year boyfriend it was not when i was a freshman anymore i was like a sophomore almost junior at this point he picked me up from school because once a week he would pick me up from school on the days that we got out early and he said my parents aren't home do you want to go to my house and have sex and i was like yeah i guess <laughs> pretty basically because I was like do I I don't know and I was like maybe I do and so then we went and his friend was at his house which I thought was really weird and apparently he knew what we were gonna do because he was like I'll just stay out here you guys go do whatever and I was like so his buddy's like in the backyard (laughs) was he like the lookout or like what I guess I don't know why he was there he just was And so he just sat out in the backyard and then we went in his room and we very nervously, like we didn't even like undress each other. Like we were like a couple feet apart, just like undressing ourselves, which was, I don't know. We were both like, it was weird. And then I remember I had a friend of mine who I knew was having sex buy me condoms because I was scared to go buy them. So I had my friend buy them for And I brought them and I think I like had them with me just in case because I knew it was going to happen soon, but I just didn't know how soon. So I had them with me, thankfully. And I remember because he went to put it on. He asked me if it had to go over his balls, too, because he had never put a condom on before. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't think so. I think it just goes over the, the main part. And we tried to do missionary and it just wasn't, he like couldn't figure it out. It wasn't working. It just miscommunication. We both didn't know what we were doing. So I ended up getting on top. And I actually, I wonder if that's why that's my favorite position. Maybe because it was my first one. I wonder if that's why it's my favorite. But I ended up getting on top. And I remember thinking like, this doesn't hurt as bad as people say it does. Because I got on and I was like, oh, I was like, it's a little bit of like pressure, but it doesn't really hurt. And I thought everybody was like, it's painful. It's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. And then it wasn't. And I was like, huh. Amazing. But I have a high pain tolerance. So that also might be me. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was, I mean, that was most of it. I, neither of us had an orgasm. It was like very quick. I was on top for probably a few minutes and then we were both kind of like, well, this isn't really, I don't know what's, if it's working or not, but we did it technically. So let's just go back outside. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Did you guys try it again? Or like, did you get good at it? Or what did, what did you think and feel about it? With him? We did not get good at it. We tried it again, maybe like two or three more times. It just wasn't working. We just weren't. I just, it for each other, we just weren't working like in every aspect. Okay. But then the next partner I was with, he had actually had sex before. And so I was like, okay, this is what's going to ha- I'm going to learn from you because you know what's up. We actually did have like pretty good sex for a while he was my first partnered orgasm, which was good because, I mean, I didn't really know much. Like, I didn't know. I was like, is it normal not to? Should I be every time? Like, I I had no idea. Yeah, so, it's all normal. It's all normal, but it's like, what do we want and how do we get there? Yeah. Yeah, today. exactly. What do we want and how do we get there today? It's all different. So I learned a lot of stuff with that person. To go back to the other person, I don't know if this is why I'm into kink or if it would have been this way anyway, but he introduced me to it. Okay. 
he said, oh, there's this thing I'm into. It's called DDLG. And I was like, huh? I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And he explained to me what it is. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, you want me to call you daddy? You want to be like a dominant over me? I didn't understand what any of this shit was. And he like kind of half-ass explained it to me. So I was like, okay, I think I like that. And we didn't actually use that dynamic very often, despite him being into it, which was weird. But then when I was with my next partner, we got more into that because I told him about it. I was like, this is what I have briefly explored with this person. And he had watched the porn version of what that dynamic is. And he was like, oh, okay, I know what this is. And so then after further like internet research, I figured out kind of everything I wanted to know. And then we explored that dynamic a lot, but it was more just like just in the bedroom. Like it wasn't in our day-to-day interaction lives. It was just in bed. But I kind of, sometimes I wonder if I would be into it if somebody hadn't told me about it so early on, but I think I would be, I think regardless, I wanted to end up here. Who knows? Who can say we are where we are, right? I feel like patterns will always come out and it's just a matter of when they bloom. So like, it sounds like this second boyfriend, your senior year of high school, am I Mm -hmm. correct? Okay. Yes. It sounds like that was like another really good formative experience. Tell us, I would love to hear about partnered masturbation. I would love to hear, even if you just remember like how you were conceiving of like sexual relationships or what you were thinking about exploring or like what it felt to like call someone daddy and what else you guys were getting into. Yeah. So at first, it actually, now I like doing it, but at first it felt weird because it felt like I was just associating it with like my actual dad, which felt weird. But then I was like, no, that's not what this is. This is different. We explored quite a bit. He was the first person to like spank me and choke me and things like that. And like me discovering that I like those things, I was like, oh. And then I had the, well, am I supposed to be into this? Like, is it weird? And I'm like, no, it's not weird. It's something I like. And it took me a while to get out of that too, because I was ashamed of it for a little bit. How did you transition? Like, did you have support or research or friends or like what, or just the smart brain that was like, I'll be okay now? Yeah, it was mostly like research, like finding other people on mainly like TikTok and stuff who were talking about it. And then hearing that other people, like a lot of other people had these thoughts and feelings and experiences and that it was okay. I was like, oh, because I feel like sometimes when you don't know somebody or see somebody who have those feelings and experiences, it's easy to feel like the only one. So when I got to see that more, I was like, oh, it's not just me. Like other people enjoy these things and feel this way. And it's not bad or weird or any of those things. And so I was like, okay, this is normal. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we explored a lot of that, like the spanking and the choking. And we had limited resources because we were teenagers in my home. He really liked to do this thing where he brought like a tie from his house and he would use it to tie my hands together. And that was really fun because, I mean, I still, I would still enjoy that. Now we have other more correct things, I guess, to use. But not that ties aren't correct because they can be, but. They're, they're good. It's fun to play with lots of different things. Were you able to be like at your house where parents not home? Like the sound of spanking can be loud <laughs> is what I'm wrapping my mind around. My parents were working and my sibling was at school. So after school, we would walk back to my house because I did not live far from where we went to school. And we would just 
do things in my house. We knew what time people would be home and we just used that time to do what we wanted to do. So yeah, fortunately for me, I had an empty house a lot (laughs) Wow, because people were working and at school. Okay. And so when did you meet your current partner and how? I met him on Bumble. It was November of 2020 that I met him. And then how did your dynamic evolve? Like, tell us the evolution of your sex life. It sounds like he maybe has been like the most formative partner or is is that fair to say? Yeah. So when we met, he actually had never had sex or done anything before. He had never kissed anybody. He had never had sex. He had nothing. Okay. How was that for you? I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit nervous at first because I didn't know. I was like, well, I know that I can like teach him, but I also didn't want to. I don't know. I would think I was afraid of like it not being what he thought it was in his head. I mean, when you don't know about something and you think of how it is in your head and then it's different, it can be disappointing. So I think I was afraid of it like not being what he thought. But actually, our first time together for him not have ever done pretty much anything went really well. Mm. It went really well. We had the conversation of like, I know I like this. And he knew things that he liked from like some self-exploration and from porn. He kind of like knew some of the things that he liked and didn't like. And I knew from some of the people that I had been with the things that I liked and didn't like. And so we talked a lot about that before anything happened. And our first time together was actually really good. And it was very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm also just like sitting here listening to you and reflecting on how at ease you really seem. Like I like see that too. What? I mean, I don't know. Is it really a two? You feel like a one to me. Where do you get shamey or nervous? Like, do you get nervous with partners? It sounds like you're really comfortable talking to them. Honestly, it might just be because I'm with somebody who I'm very, very comfortable with. I don't know. I've always been pretty comfortable with myself and talking about things. I'm a very open person as it is. Like I've always kind of said with me, what you see is what you get. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not putting on any facades or anything. Like the person you're talking to is the person I am. I'm not hiding anything from you. I'm not trying to make you perceive me as somebody I'm not. Because to me, it's not worth it because I know that I'm a good person and I like myself. Fuck yeah. And so it's not worth hiding any parts of myself from somebody unless it doesn't fit the situation, obviously. But like for the most part, I'm very open. And I mean, this is like what you do. So I think for me, it's easy to talk to you because I know that you do this all the time. And even though you're technically a stranger, I mean, I've I've heard your voice and I've listened to you talk to people. So in like a weirdly small way, it feels like I know you, even though I don't know you. Yeah, 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 I get it. You know, like, I think that's it too. That's so cool though. I mean, it's, I think I'm also maybe projecting whatever, aren't we all? But it's still something that I struggle with. So when I see someone and I really feel that solid comfort, I just have to admire it. Cause it's, you know, it's. Yeah, thank you. Some people have it, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like yummy to bask in too. Thank you. That really does mean a lot. That's very nice to hear. (laughs) Good. I I hope you do let it in because I think it's meaningful. And this is the type of stuff where I'm like, I feel like I learn just by absorbing your energy around it. And, you know, I practice every time, but I still feel 
like a goober half the time. And then I'm like, what am I doing? There's nothing wrong with being a goober. <laughs> I, well, I have to just keep embracing it because I am. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So am I correct in guessing, understanding that you and your partner are in a power dynamic now? Like, are you still in yes. touch with your submissive side? Okay. How was it? Like, you know, like you cultivated a dominant partner. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's kind of great because since I'm his first everything, it's kind of nice because he knows exactly what to do and what I want. And not that he wouldn't know that if he had been with other people previous, but it's just kind of because I got to kind of like mold everything, I guess. <laughs> so I'm, like I said, an open person, so I don't mind explaining things or being explicit and honestly during the time that I was single I got into this space of especially watching like the other kinky people on the internet I was like I need to just say what I want I'm wasting my time and theirs if I'm not being direct so if I do and do not like something he will know and that happens in all aspects of our life but in the bedroom if it's like if he's doing something and I like it, I will let him know. If he's doing something, I'm like, ooh, not that again. Hell no. Good. <laughs> and there's been both. And he knows every time because I will tell him. I encourage the same from him. I always say, like, if I'm doing something and you don't like it, please tell me. Or if you really like it, then definitely tell me so I can keep doing it. Yes, yes. I've gotten really, really good at inviting that, especially with new partners. I feel like if I set a good pattern, it's great. And I feel like if I don't, then I really struggle or I notice that that's when I struggle yeah. the most. Yeah. Well, and then it, it almost like it sucks because then when you finally get there, you're like, oh, my God, I could have been doing these great things all along. And I was just holding myself back for what? Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. OK, so tell us the specifics of your like bratty subby self what gets you off the most what do you fantasize about like what occupies your erotic headspace most often like give us the landscape give us the layout 
I love teasing him and just like when he tells me to do something, it's just fun to be like, no, I'm like, I don't want to. Because <laughs> then that's, and I mean, he knows this by now, but that's me looking for that force that's like, no, you need to do it. And kind of getting him telling me like, I didn't ask you, I'm telling you, do it now, depending on what it is. Or I love the like, when I do something, I'm a good girl person. I love like if I complete, even if it's just a like a little task and he's like, oh, good girl. Like, thank you. Love it. So, so good every time. You're a good girl brat? Yeah. It's like, I <laughs> it's I, okay. I'm a weird mixture of both. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm literally trying to learn because I'm like, I have a person who likes kind of like the brat energy and I like never quite, and I'm scared because in the past when I've tried to like tease people, I think I'm doing a little tease and then it's an explosion and sometimes it ends up without friendship you know like or, or it goes really extreme yeah and so I'm I'm always trying to like I love hearing the specifics so you like to be good but you also like to be bad I mean that makes sense how do I put this I like to be good but like you're gonna have to work for it if I'm good you're gonna have to work for me to be good because Ooh. I'm gonna fuck with you a little bit and I'm gonna pretend like I'm not gonna do it I'm gonna be like no and then you put me in my place and I'm like okay fine daddy I'll do it like I'll melt and I'll be like oh, Okay. <laughs> they have to be like a strong enough daddy to like tame the breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. pretty basically. Like that's, Fine. I love that kind of shit. It's so good. Amazing. So in the sex you're having now, is it mostly kinky? Is it a mixture? Is it sometimes vanilla? Like what do you, how do sessions work for you? Or like what do you get into most regularly? Or is it variety? Like what's that like for you? It depends on the time we have and the energy we have. Because there are some nights where I'm like, I'm going to put my because I have I don't know if you can see it but this is like it's a day collar and so it doesn't come off in the back there's like a little like you have to have a key to unlock it it's just like a tiny little day collar that I wear all the time but I have like a bigger one and so usually when I want to get into something kinkier when we have the time I'll put my collar on and I'll say okay like tonight I really want to do something heavier like something more kinky not just vanilla sex and a lot of the time we do just have vanilla sex because we're both busy people and that's what we have the time for but when we have time to get into it we do so it's a mixture of both so does your vanilla sex still have like traces of your dynamic or is it really okay okay I used to always call that cuddle fucking with my former master yeah that makes sense (laughs) so to me it's like Oh, I guess I wasn't thinking about it I guess to me it seems vanilla but to vanilla people it might Yeah, you know, just the choking and some slapping. And yeah, some- <laughs> exactly. I'm like him just like, you know, holding it on my clit until I like absolutely fucking explode is <gasps> isn't kinky. That's just normal or something or like him choking me while I ride him. That's just normal sex. Like that's not <laughs> kinky. Like to me, that's just the bare minimum. I'm like, not Love thinking, it. not no, thinking but I know that what you like mean. vanilla people don't do that. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. Everyone has their own definitions, right? Like, I know a lot of vanilla people who are into stuff that I'm like, mm, I think that's kinky. Okay, I don't know. You know, so it's a whole thing. I just like it when people are safe as possible. But what about cock worship or pussy worship? We haven't spoken of either of these things. I mean, you mentioned it in passing, like giving head and stuff. But what do you like to give? What do you like to receive? Tell us physical specifics and or if your dynamic is worked into any of that if it's relevant yeah so I love receiving oral personally it's one of my favorite things I'm 
working on loving giving it. And the reason I say working on is because I had a partner who made it not a good experience for me is all I'll really go into it because it's not worth getting into detail. But I'm working on liking it again because I did used to like it. But I am a little self-conscious about my skills. So I think that's part of the reason I don't like it too is because I'm not just good at it. Like I'm a little self-conscious about my skills. So I'm trying to like make my skills better too. But I do love receiving head. He loves to give it to me, which is great. <laughs> that's awesome. One of the things I used to really enjoy was face writing. I love doing that. But it just doesn't work with us. Our bodies just, he can't breathe. And not in like a hot way and like a he can't breathe way. So Got we it. don't do it because he just can't breathe. But I'm sure if he could breathe while doing it, he would do it. We tried it a couple times and it just wasn't, our bodies just weren't built to do that. Oh, with each other. Okay. What are the specific feelings that your pussy loves? I love like just direct contact with my clit, honestly. Like I know some people, it's just like too much for me. It's not. I love it. I'm like, put it right on there, rub directly on there, put the toy directly on there. Just like, I love a lot of stimulation. That's so cool. Could you do like single finger right on there or do you need like flat doubles? Like what do you... Usually I would say doubles. I don't know, but if single might do it, single might, but usually doubles are better for me. I think it just gets the area better. Like, I think if it was single, it would work, but it would take longer. Okay, yeah. Single is so intense to me because it's just, you know, it's one pressure point. I like I like multiple. I think I like I do too. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I like a mixture. I like a whole variety. And oh, like yeah. getting there faster is not the point, but sometimes it's no, like, it's not. I don't know, the whole, the whole thing. Okay, and you said you do like penetration. You said when you touch yourself or originally there's some penetration. Okay. Are you a squirter at all? A little bit. It's weird because I don't know how to define it because I think I do, but it like puddles. It's not like some yeah, people like, are like, oh, it like shoots across the for room. Some I'm people, like, mine doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine people is not their- like, that. mine doesn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that needed a sound, but <laughs> mine doesn't like shoot I out. I like your sound effects. <laughs> oh my God. But it like, it just like puddles. I love it. I actually discovered like a year or so ago that I could do that. I did not know I could do it for a while. I thought I couldn't. I was like, oh, maybe it's just not for me. And then it was actually a toy that did it. The first time I went to a sex shop, and I think it's actually the only time I've been to a sex shop since, I found this toy and I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. And I bought it. And that night I was excited and I used it. And I was like, oh my God, did I just do that? I was excited and also kind of like in shock. And I sent a video to my boyfriend. I was like, look, I was like, look what I did. That's I was so amazing. proud of myself for some reason. Wow. But I mean, I would be too. Time since. I like to, but it's also like cleanup. So sometimes oh. if I feel like I'm going to, I like try not to because I don't want to clean up. <laughs> Fair. I mean, you're allowed to choose, right? <laughs> and then I bought what I thought was like, to go over my bed like one of the mats yeah and I opened it and it was really small oh really? because <laughs> I thought I was like oh it's gonna like pull over my bed or it's gonna like be like a sheet and like cover my bed and it's like the size of a throw blanket like it's really small it's like oh. a small blanket kind of size and I was like this is not what I wanted it to be so I need to get a new one I just like haven't 
like a grown-up baby changing blanket. Also, yeah. um, you like about to squirt and not squirting is almost like is squirt edging. Is that a thing? Like you're like, I, hold maybe. It. <laughs> I think you invented it. I can't. Maybe I did. I can hold it in though because there's been times where I'm like, I know I'm about to and I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, I don't have anything. To do. That's so powerful. <laughs> I don't know how I do it. I didn't know you could. I just don't want to like make a mess and I don't want it to like get into my bed. <laughs> so I'm like, I can't do it. Totally, totally. What about assholes? Are you into butt stuff? Giving or receiving? Yeah, I'm into receiving it. My boyfriend doesn't mean like it at all. I've never done any butt stuff to anybody. Actually, now that I think about it, I've never explored with anybody else. But I like it. I'm a little bit scared of full on like penis asshole anal still. We have tried it. It went okay. I think I just wasn't quite ready but like fingers and toys I enjoy a lot. Nice. Okay. But I also I think it might just be like I have a, a well-endowed partner so I think that's the hard part too is it's just not it's just not working yet. It will. That can but it's not definitely yet. be part of it. Have you ever fucked yourself in the ass with like a dildo or something? I built a lot of trust with myself that way. That's a good idea. I actually haven't. I don't know why. I never thought to do that. It didn't occur to me until after I'd had a lot of butt sex. Yeah, it didn't occur to me for a while. And I'm and I'm lazy sometimes. But then when I do it, then it is like a special occasion, which I think has value since I live a great life. And, you know, we have oh, to have yeah. something to look forward to. Yeah. What other physical details about your body do we not know yet? Like, we know you love your boobs and your ass. We know you have big titties. Yeah. But, like... What feels good? Like, where where do you love to be worshipped and how? I love having my nipples played with. It's one of my favorite things. It's part of the reason I'm scared to get them pierced because I want them pierced, but I'm afraid it's going to mess with my feeling and I like Mm -hmm. it too much Mm -hmm. to compromise it. But I love, like, getting them either with fingers or, like, sucked on is usually my favorite. I just, it's so good. I've had an orgasm just from him playing with my nipples one time, and I want to do it again because it was so good. And it took a long time, but he got me there, and it was so, so good. Like, I didn't have anything else. There was no toys. There was no touching anything anywhere else. It was just him focused on my nipples, and it was so good, and I would love to do it again. But it took a long time last time. That's so cool. But it was amazing. Did you like have an inkling that it might happen? Like how did he know to try that long? Because now I'm sitting here being like, well, maybe no one's been diligent enough. I don't know. Right? He (laughs) just kind of like a lot of times to like get me super wet, that's the way to go. So he was just doing it to kind of like as part of our foreplay. It's a very normal part of foreplay for us. And I don't know, maybe I was just in a specific mood that day, but I was getting really turned on and I was like, I wonder, oh, I said, I said, I wonder if I could come like this because this feels so good. Like, I wonder if I could. And he said, I don't know, we'll try it. And it worked. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is amazing. Why did we not try this so long ago? It was great. Are you guys sharing a bed now that you've moved in together or what's that like? Yeah, we're sharing a bed now. It's nice. I like it. I like being able to like, you know, kind of like roll over and have him there. And we both love cuddling. So being able to like cuddle before bed and then kind of like separate. Yeah, yeah. 
Are you a person who's into either being woken up for sex or waking the other person up for sex? I had a partner recently wake me up with his cock for the first time and I loved it so much. And I've never had anyone just like insert themselves inside me and I would be open to that. But this was just like a cock on my face, which was fun. Is that something that you would like ever be open to? Or are you like, no, fucking let me sleep? I don't know if I would like it. Maybe. I feel like it's something that I would have to experience to know because I can't imagine whether I would like it or not. But I have, like, to wake him up before, because we're both sleepy, but he's even sleepier than I am. So I have, like, woken up for him before. And then to wake him up, I'll kind of just start, like, kissing him a lot and, like, running my hands down him. And then he'll kind of, like, he's like, oh, okay, I know it's about to happen. And then we'll have sex. But sometimes he's asleep and sometimes he's, like, kind of trying to sleep, but he can tell that I'm awake. So he's, like, a little bit awake. (laughs) But he likes it. He definitely likes it. What are some things that you do want to explore? I really want to explore more group things. We've had a threesome together twice, and they were both really fun, and I really want to do that more often. Right now, we live together, but we're not in our own place quite yet, so I think it'll probably be more future but we both really want to explore more threesomes i'm open to more than just threesomes i'm still trying to like see how he feels about more than just three people but i'm open to more than three i think it would be really fun (laughs) fuck yeah tell us some of your threesome fantasies like what configurations would you be into or more some threesomes or more some like would you be into swapping would you be into like two cocks and a cunt or like you know do you want more pussies and a dick like what what would your ideal explorations look like so far what we've done is just with another girl another like female presenting person i would do either way i actually it's funny because recently i had a dream about having him and another guy and I was like, wow, because I had thought about it a little bit, but I tend to lean towards women a little bit more. Mm. So most of my explorations that I would like involve people with vaginas. So I hadn't thought about like other people with penises very much because I've kind of been there, I guess. I don't know. But the other night I had a dream about it and I was like, oh, I was like, that could be really fun. So I'm not sure how into it he would be, but I think it would be a great time. Love it. Would you ever go to like a group play space, like sex party situation or sex clubs or anything like that? I have been dying to. I would love to go to a sex party or a sex club or I really want to go to a dungeon. So bad. I want to go. And my dream is to one day have like a sex room in my house. Yeah. Like I would love to have a room just with all my favorite things. Like one of those, I don't remember what they're called, but like one of those like sex chairs. And then I want a St. Andrew's cross so bad. Mm. I'm Mm -hmm. sure they're expensive. I don't care. I'll save for it. I want one so bad. It's a big dream of mine and my partner's. We we're picturing like bookshelf door kind of vibe, so it's like hidden and it's like yes. only for us. Like, oh, one day we're gonna we're gonna make that room, and we're so excited about it. Oh my god! Please do, and then please tell me about it. That's fucking amazing. I know. In like five or ten years, when I hopefully get the sex room of my dreams, I'll send you a video tour, and I'll be like, look, yes! I did it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm I'm here for it. I'm so looking here forward for it. to it. <laughs> What toys would you put in it? 
Oh, all of them. Vibrators, butt plugs, definitely some paddles, floggers. I just bought two new floggers today. I finally have a matching set so I can practice both my hands, like literally. And it's only because I'm like, all right, I'm getting serious about my bucket list. Also, I found a new toy. It looks like a long lollipop, but it's not not the thing that's called a lollipop because it's a sphere. It's like a 3D, but it's like, it's for whacking. It feels really nice. I got it. I couldn't help oh. it. It was a impulse buy. It's for whacking? It's for hitting. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds interesting. I smacked it on myself through my like jumpsuit and I was like, this could feel nice. I don't yeah, that does sound interesting. Is it like bouncy ball material? What material is it's it? It's not quite that. It's like a hard clown nose. <laughs> So oh. it's, it's not like the hard kind of, I mean, it is, it is very hard. It's almost like yeah. the texture of a doctor's knee whacker. Um, oh, <laughs> what okay. Called, whatever yeah. called, to use a technical term. It looks like the ball gags that have the actual yes. ball. It looks like go. that. Is it like the same kind of like. It's very similar. It feels nice. I love it. That looks so. cool. I definitely want to it's get whacked smaller. with it. For some reason, I picture it being like huge. I don't know why yeah. I pictured it being like really big. That would be very fun. Like getting hit with a medicine ball. <laughs> I would end up getting silly and like bonk him in the head. I'd be like, <laughs> boing, boing, boing. That's <laughs> so funny. So are you into pain? Like, yes. do you like it? Yeah. Are you like, do. do you like to get marks? Like, tell us, tell us about your pain and where you like it and how you like it. I love more specifically like getting hit, like whether that's being like spanked or flogged. I haven't tried a whip yet. I'd be interested to. I think it might be a little bit too stingy for my personal taste, but I'd still want to try it just to see. But yes, I love things like that. Sometimes with my nipples, like I like biting and sometimes they're sensitive depending on like what time of the month it is. But when they're not sensitive, sometimes I like them to be like bitten. Mm. Have you ever tried nipple clamps or like the nipple pumps? I want to get the pumps because those seem like they would be really fun. And since I like the sucking, I feel like they would be great. But I have one set of like cute little clamps that look like the little like hearts. (laughs) Okay, cool. What about porn or nudes or sexting? I mean, now that you live together, you're in a new era. But like kind of what's that digital landscape look like for you? So when I wasn't having sex or when I like kind of started having sex but wasn't having it frequently, I really liked sexting. I actually used to sext a lot when I was like a teenager. I loved sexting and nudes as a teenager. I like nudes now. We don't exchange them a lot. Sometimes I send them. I like receiving nudes and I like sending them. I think I enjoy sending them a little bit more just because it's, I don't know, it's just fun to me and as far as porn I'm not really a porn person I think I would like amateur porn I haven't tried it just because Mm -hmm. it's more real but to me I think it just it feels really staged most of the time and I think that's just kind of hard for me to relate to so I have a hard time like I think if I was to look at like an OnlyFans creator or like somebody who like makes their content themselves then it would be better for me but I don't really particularly care for porn most of the time I feel that I also like like it more if someone is like watch this and then it's relational for me because sometimes I'm just sort of like what am I doing right now is there anything else about sex in general that you would like to say or that you think about I think about 
honestly sex education a lot I really wish that like sex education was better and it's like very frustrating to me when I think about it for too long because I'm like it's just so simple like we could be keeping so many more people safe and people could be so much more informed and why are we not talking about pleasure when it comes to sex education and things like that like if I could just change anything it would be like good sex education for everybody (laughs) yeah because it's just terribly bad and it's like embarrassing because we have the resources they're just not using them yeah yeah yeah. I I feel it so hard this is like what I noodle about number one number one Mm -hmm. oh yeah what do you wish besides pleasure and or like how do you wish they taught pleasure like what else do you think it needs to include oh my god honestly everything because for me they missed a lot first of all I don't think that we should be separated or if we're getting separated we should have to go to both like the people with vaginas should get to learn their things and then they should also go to the people with penis their education and learn those things because then you just understand each other better and it would just leave so much less confusion and it would be so much easier to understand things I also just wish like In terms of pleasure, they don't have to, I mean, you don't have to get super into it, but just that it's okay Mm. to like feel pleasure and learn things about yourself and to like encourage self-exploration in like safe ways and things like that. You know, like I feel like it could just be done so much better and also like safe sex for queer people as well as straight people, because I feel like it's just a lot of like, if you don't wear a condom then you're going to get an STI or you're going to get a girl pregnant and nobody wants that. And it's like, that's one, not the only option. Totally. And two, it's just a very kind of like basic way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I wish we could normalize, especially for casual hookups, safer oral sex, like oral sex. Yeah. I wish that were more of a thing, especially at play parties too. I'm like... Okay. You're like, you guys are supposed to know this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, people just, it's within a lot of people's risk tolerances and I get it. And I'm like, well, but some people get throat herpes or other things. And so, you know, all about risk. For those places, I don't know how they work because I've never been there, but I would think that it would be like, everybody needs to get tested before coming, like right before coming the day before, if possible, or two days before. And you need to present said test results. And I feel like that's probably asking a lot to some people, but I feel like it's not because if you're expecting me to want to touch you or to let you touch me, I need the bare minimum, which is like for you to be like healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of places don't even get tests back within 24 hours unless they like serve professionals in the industry. And so that's like a big part of the tricky problem. But I absolutely dream of like membership spaces with what exactly what you're talking about and just like normalizing those things. So, okay. Thank you for that noodle sesh. I'll take everything into account. (laughs) What are your hopes for your sexual self going forward? Just to keep learning and exploring. Like I said, I would love to explore more group things and more things with people with vaginas. So I hope that those things, I can explore them (laughs) more like I want to. And more things in terms of like, just new sensations. And I mean, because I haven't crossed up everything. There's no way I have. So there's so many more things that I can and want to try. And I just hope I one day get to like, 
do all those things. And I also hope that I'm still like having sex when I'm old. <laughs> I'm like still enjoying it as like a 70 year old. Here, here. Yeah. I hope it never yeah. dies. <laughs> <laughs> May your sexual flame always remain alight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? I think I would probably pick around the time I started having sex, so probably about 14. And I would say it's okay to not know what you're doing. Don't be embarrassed. Don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. It's okay to not know what you're doing and to learn. Because I think I was super embarrassed for a long time about not knowing because I thought I should just know these things and I didn't. And so... I think that that is like, I would say it's okay, like to learn. Everybody's learning. You're not the only one who's figuring all these things out for the first time. Fuck yeah. Are there any sexy questions you want to ask me? What is your favorite way to feel pleasure? It can be in a sexual context or not, or both. <gasps> oh, wow. My favorite way to feel pleasure. I love laying perfectly still I can be tied down or not and have someone else a partner who really likes to give me sensation give me sensation mm. and it can be any number of sensations but hopefully it also does eventually lead to like pleasure related pussy sensations but it literally could be a back massage for age I mean here's the thing if I'm getting pain eventually I also want my pussy to get touched like as a reward yeah. But, like, receiving sensation, like, just having another person touch me where I don't have to do anything, mm -hmm. but then ideally transitioning to a space where I can do something. I think for me that deep, deep state of surrender is yeah. so fucking hot to receive, you know? It's something that I also really get off on creating, but for myself to, like, just deeply receive pleasure I like that. Although I could be speared on the end of someone's cock. Like if there was something in my mouth, like fingers or hands or, you know, all, all, all parts are good. That I guess that counts as a sensation. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Is that a sneaky answer? Do you think that's a, that. is that an acceptable answer? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great Any question. Any answer is an acceptable answer and answer is a good answer. <laughs> well, what's your answer? Like a favorite way to receive pleasure? My favorite way to receive pleasure? Oh, probably when somebody's like kind of like running their hands down my body and just kind of like making me feel like they're like really looking at me and just like embracing all of me like I just I love that like even honestly like I can feel pleasure just from like a really really tight hug like just yeah. that really tight like nice embrace I love that's awesome yeah Raina thank you so much for being a guest on sex stories yeah I'm so glad I got to be here <laughs>